Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time now to look at updated NFL win totals. And in a previous segment here on BetQL Daily, by the way, if you missed that previous segment, feel free to check out our podcast wherever you podcast. But Joe and I agree that there is value on the Indianapolis Colts to have the worst record in football at 45-1. to 1. Now, if you don't think that they will finish with the worst record because you're a Bears fan, then the question is, do you think they will hit their seven and a half win total? And if you believe they will go under, then you are getting plus money. And I see plus 116 at last check. And there may be some temptation by some folks to take the over here because they have two wins already. And they look like they could very well win this division, uh, given you know Jacksonville sputtering and the Titans and the Texans, et cetera. But here's my question for you, Joe. Mm-hmm. I think there's this assumption that every single team in football is trying to make the playoffs and trying to win their division, go to the Super Bowl, all that stuff, that everybody has the same goals. I wonder, though, if the Colts have different goals. Because right now they have a backup quarterback in there who did win a game for them on Sunday. And I don't know how long Anthony Richardson will be out for, but it seems to me that for the health of the Colts, it is way more important to figure out what you have in your rookie starting quarterback than it is to just try and win as many football games as possible. Like if Gardner Minshew uh, does go on a bit of a run here, or at least plays well enough for the Colts to be in contention, I don't know if that should matter here. I think Anthony Richardson should still come back whenever he is ready. And if that's the case, then, okay, they might be sacrificing some wins because of that decision. But I think for the long-term health of the franchise, that is the better approach. And so, therefore, I'm likelier to take the under 7.5 because for the long-term of the franchise, it's the better play. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't even consider going over seven and a half, laying a price here with the Indianapolis Colts. Like, look, the way that they're probably looking at it is, all right, we got our coach. I love our coach, Shane Steichen. Okay, we think we got our franchise quarterback. We'll find out if we have our franchise quarterback. But we're also going through this period right now. Jonathan Taylor's about to leave. He's going to come back, and we assume he's going to play the rest of the year. But after this year, it's done with Jonathan Taylor. It's done. They need to surround for them to win long-term. Richardson with great weapons. And they've been looking for that number one receiver, oh, in every single draft, it feels like, since Marvin Harrison left, right? Um, So they're going to need to find that. They're going to go back to rebuilding that offensive line, which was a strength not too long ago. They're going to get back to that and put Richardson in a great position to succeed. So they don't believe that, at least my thinking is, that the Colts aren't thinking, okay, Richardson's just going to lift us up and we can win and off with the vision and off we go to the top of the AFC. Like They understand this is going to be a bit of a process. It's like it's safe. So there's not a brand-new head coach. There's not going to be any heat there. But everybody seems to love the guy. At seven and a half, I think you're right. I think that's that's an underplay and, under, and underplay only. And that win that Minshew did get, like that was his first win in a very long time. I think he had a one in eleven record. I know we don't do quarterback record, but just just pointing that out that he wasn't winning games until that big surprise that we saw over the weekend. 
The Colts are interesting to me. I thought they were going to be bad. Uh, and obviously they're atop the division, which doesn't say a whole lot when you look at how the other <laughs> teams are performing in that division. That whole division is head-scratching to start the season. Could the Colts be getting a little lucky here? I mean, I I know the, the Baltimore game went to overtime and they only won by a few points. The other two games they won by about 9, 10 points. I don't know. Baltimore's healthy. I don't think they're losing that game. I agree. Sure. I, yeah. and, and you look at the upcoming schedule with who with the talent that they have, the issues at quarterback, are these coin flip games? I mean, they kind of seem like they are. The Rams are exceeding expectations. The Titans should be better. Not a big fan of Tannehill. Tannehill. It's pronounced Tannehill, uh, Miss Hawksworth, Tannehill. <laughs> Aaron is annoyed that people are saying Tannehill. Which I yeah, kinda, there's yeah, no I why that. in there. It really and he's been that. in the league forever. It's not yeah, a like player. You watch the games, learn how to say his name. It's not Tanny What's Hill, up? it's Tannehill. It sounds like you should have a piece of wheat <laughs> straw between your teeth when you say that. Maybe a corncob pipe, you know, uh, you know, one of those big straw hats when you say Tanny Hill. Like, <laughs> like a hillbilly? Yeah. Yes. Now I'm annoyed. Yeah, right. let's get Chelsea on. What does she think? Is she annoyed? <laughs> Probably. Exactly. I guess. I think she doesn't like it either. It's disrespectful. You got the right. Jags and the Browns and the Saints, the Panthers, the the Patriots. I mean, this is not the easiest schedule, so I like under as well. In terms of success rate, the Colts have the second worst pass defense. Per success rate, the Colts have the second worst pass defense. That's not going to get better anytime soon. There are a lot of problems with the Colts. So I, I'm glad we're all in agreement here that under seven and a half is the play. And worst record in football is also very much a play. And goodness, though, I, it's, it's one of those things when Anthony Richardson got drafted and Shane Steichen was head coach, I'm like, okay, I want to fully invest in this team in 2024. Next year, I think they're going to be dynamite. But mm. that's next year. This year <laughs> – fading them seems like a you know perfectly reasonable play uh joe what's another win total that stands out to you well as long as we let, let's talk about some unders I, some that i wrote okay. down see if, any, if anything jumps out we we're just talking about the titans what about the titans number they start one and two they get trounced by cleveland over the weekend they've got the Bengals next ravens in a couple of weeks the titans number seven and a half i would only I, consider on they can't do anything on offense right yeah. And the defense is spotty. And Bad Derrick Henry, defense. yeah, like he'll get better. I think the rushing attack will get better. That's probably the one thing that concerns me. But seven and a half still seems like a high number. Like if we're six and a half, five and a half, then you have to go over there. But seven and a half, I think, is just a little too much. But at minus 110, I think it's okay as a play, but it's not one that I love. The Bears, I don't know how they get to six wins. The number's five and a half. They're not getting to six wins, guys. I'm telling you. I don't if if they don't they perform the again wins? on offense, like the conversation is happening right now about benching fields. And I know people overreact, but I also hear it nationally. It's not just a local thing. Right now, people want to know. Tell you what, if they don't put up at least twenty on the Broncos, who just gave up seventy points, like that might be happening. GM didn't bring them in. President didn't bring them in. Like, I, there's going to be a lot of changes here. 
I looked at the Bears, too. It is juiced, but my thought was, like, this is a situation where you're not getting a great number, but I'm very confident it will hit, and I'm comfortable paying a price. It, they'd have to go six. To lose the bet, you got to go six and eight the rest of the year. It's Dude, not what? happening. That's not happening. No. <laughs> I promise you that's not happening. They played the easy games already. Broncos is an easy one, too. But, you know, they were supposed to beat the Packers. Nope. They were supposed to beat the Bucks. Nope. So, yeah. Um, New Orleans and Tampa kind of popped. I'm not sure what to do. The, the car injury, is that going to linger? Mm-hmm. Don't know. But the New Orleans number is 9.5. Tampa's 8.5. That's already much higher than it was at the start of the season. And then I thought about the commanders, but not much difference in the number. I thought we'd get more value. I'm going on the under. So, But I, I ended up looking at uh, New Orleans and Tampa, too. Because those numbers mm-hmm. jumped. I got one. Yeah. <laughs> and all I wrote was frauds in all caps under it. Falcons. The Falcons. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Minus one. Yes. We hate Desmond Ritter. Frauds? Yeah, under it's up to... nine and a half. I'm betting What was it, it before it's... the year? Like seven and a half, eight and a half? I don't it know. It was like seven and a half and then it jumped up to eight and a half, right? Right. Ian McMillan, if you're listening, cover your ears, but they're not getting to 10 wins. Now that quarterback played or not. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even, no. no. I don't care I how good Bijan is. This is, this is not it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Aaron, that that's the thing, is that, like, we've also seen a game through three. We've seen a game where a defense that we weren't just crazy about actually contained those outside runs. That will happen again against more formidable defenses. So combine that. And by, by the way, I think the Falcons are a terrible matchup against the Saints straight up. Like with or without Derek Carr, I think that this Saints defense can do more than enough to contain the rushing attack. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why the Saints are still favored to win the division, even though their starting quarterback may be out for a period of time. It's just that the Saints match up so well against outside zone runs, I think, to the point where now you're forcing Ritter to throw, that is not good for the Falcons. So the matchups are bad for Atlanta. We've seen them get contained. Ritter has not been average, not even close to average. I completely agree with you. The unders the play. Ritter, 115 yards passing week one, 237 week two, 201 week three. Ugh, that's terrible. Mm. It is an ugh. Absolutely it is. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. And I think I think uh Joe Tampa Bay under eight and a half also makes a lot of sense. Again, you're you're believing yeah. that Baker Mayfield can finish with a winning record. I'm not nah. there. I, nah. I can't get to that point. There are too many questions. I don't care that they started out two and one. Uh shall we look at some of the overs that stand out? Yeah. Okay. I don't think this is a good spot. I just want to point out that it's jumped up mm-hmm. and they've been pressed us. Not a good spot to jump in on them, but the Cardinals still have the lowest win total. I don't know that they should. It's four and a half. I'm not sure that they should have the lowest win total with all these other 0-3 th- teams that look much worse. And I, they stole one already with the Cowboys, so I guess that's why you raise it up. They've got San Francisco and Cincinnati next. So timing-wise, I wouldn't jump in now. But if we're still getting like, let's say they lose these next two games, which they're supposed to do, and it goes down to three and a half in a couple of weeks – I'd probably look at that over. 
Yeah, Cardinals is the first one I wrote down. It's minus 148 mm-hmm. over four and a half. But if you like the Bears under at minus 170, I don't know how you don't even like the Cardinals at over four and a half. I could definitely see them getting to five wins. It does yeah. feel like there's some inconsistencies there as far as like team with the worst record and what the win totals are. And so something is a mismatch. So figuring out what to bet on as far as what makes the most sense, I think is very mm-hmm. interesting and a, and a very mm-hmm. important way to, to be profitable. I guess there was one like proviso, one like cautionary tale that I looked at. I mentioned uh, yesterday how much value I think the Browns have as far as winning the AFC North is concerned. Their win total is at 10 and a half. And I don't like betting over 10 and a half here just because if they get to 11, then they're probably winning the division. So yeah, if you want to bet on it, then okay. But you're better off investing a good bit more in them to win the division because your average division winner usually has a dozen wins in a 17-game schedule. Sometimes it's 11, sometimes it's 13 or 14, but the average is 12. So if the number is 10 and a half and you think they'll go over, well, A, you're saying, okay, at 11, are they winning the division at 11? Well, probably. If they get to 12, Mm -hmm. they're almost certainly winning the division because all of these teams are going to beat up on each other. No one is that much better than anyone else. And so either you don't like the Browns and you should go under, or you need to bet on them to win the division, but not the over 10 and a half, Joe. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you're looking at the bottom, though, like here's another low win total. And I'm just looking at the schedule, and I'm trying not to overreact to what we saw on Sunday, but I see so many winnable games on the Texans' schedule. Mm-hmm. So it's five and a half. You could go over. We talked about it 11 to one for the division, if you do buy into that. but you know, over the next month or so, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Tampa Bay, they could win any of those games. They're also playing Arizona this year. They're playing the Jets, the Titans. These are teams that we were just talking about for worst record. Titans twice, and that's in the last month. And then they close with the Colts. I love the Texans over five and a half. Love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, it would be cool if you could parlay some of these. Like the Cardinals, <laughs> the Bears, and the Texans together, but I don't yeah. think you're allowed to. I like that, too. I love this Texans team probably more than I should so far. I'm definitely yeah. overreacting because it's just been cool to watch. Um, but, yeah, that's another one. Juiced, but I still like it. Let me just quickly throw out that Minnesota 0-3. They're number six and a half now. It was eight and a half in the offseason, down to six and a half. And the Bengals is nine and a half, plus 128 Mm. on the over. Oh, I got to wrestle with that (laughs) one. Uh, Can I offer a really chalky one? Chiefs Mm -hmm. over 11 and a half wins at minus 112. Lest we not forget just how fluky week one was. Yeah. I mean, had, had had the pass uh, off of Tony's hands not become a pick six, they probably win that game. They're three and zero, and then you have a higher win total. These fluky things aren't going to keep happening to the Chiefs. I think they'll get to twelve easily, and we will forget. Oh about my them. God, they've got Denver twice in three weeks coming up. Jesus. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Get the value now while you can. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, are the Jets salvageable? Brad Spielberger shares his thoughts right here on the BetQL Network.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Ed Egros, and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.